Welcome to Disrupting Obesity. I'm Charlotte Skeins, and I'll be sharing ways to regain control over your body and lose an extreme amount of weight naturally. Being fat is about so much more than just the food. It's about your relationship with food. That means that dealing with your weight is about more than just the food too. You have to change that relationship. You have to start disrupting obesity. One of the first things I teach my clients is the 3A way. It's like handing them a toolbox to work on their relationship with food. It's easy to remember, and you'll be shocked at how many things it applies to. Awareness, acknowledgement, accountability. Three tools you use together that will help you lose weight, and more importantly, they'll change your relationship with food because they make you dig into what's actually going on. Awareness might seem pretty obvious and maybe even unnecessary, but the reality is that most of us have a tendency to bury our heads in the sand when it comes to stuff we really don't want to confront. And when you've got an extreme amount of weight to lose, you've likely also got a fair bit of stuff to confront in your life. Only people who've never been fat think that we must know exactly just how big we are, and it's just not true. I talk to people every day who really didn't know how fat they'd gotten, and I'm one of them. I lied to myself for years about how much I was eating and how much I weighed. I didn't want to confront any of it. But you can't change what you can't see, and you definitely can't see what you're not willing to look at or look for. You have to be aware of what's going on, of what you're doing, of the choices you're making. This is why I'm so into tracking and why I push it as a methodology for weight loss. Tracking forces a level of awareness that you're not going to get any other way. And without awareness, you're going to get exactly nowhere. You can't even get off the ground. I do pretty much everything in my program and probably in my life on two levels, the concrete and the abstract. Concretely, tangibly, literally, however you want to say it, tracking is necessary because the only way to lose weight is to be in a calorie deficit, and the only way to know you're in a calorie deficit is if you're tracking. Super concrete. And I can already hear the objections. I can. Caloric values are estimates. It'll never be 100%. Yep, true, totally true. But what's the alternative? An estimate, even a slightly inaccurate one, is better than not knowing and just blindly fumbling forward, hoping that you're getting things under control. So the concrete reason I love calorie tracking is that it's the only real weight loss shortcut out there. Abstractly, though, tracking is essential because of the awareness that it forces on you, because of the way that you have to confront what you're actually doing. And this is the reason I believe most people hate tracking, the awareness, the confrontation, the way you have no choice but to see it. It's awful difficult to stay in denial and confront yourself with a calorie count at the same time. It's a lot harder to ignore something that you're aware of. And I found again and again with my clients that sometimes your behaviors will change just because you became aware of them. This happens a lot with patterned eating that they didn't know was happening until they started to track what they were doing. One of my early clients realized that she was binging on those um, the little Vienna sausages every time she had to deal with her favorite cousin's wife. Somebody else figured out that they were reaching for the M&Ms in their desk drawer the entire week before they had to file a particular monthly report. I had a woman realize that when she ate in her rocking chair, she went back to the cupboard for more every single time. The tiny sausages, the M&Ms, the cousin-in-law, the rocking chair, they're all part of the comfort reward cope mechanism that so many of us fall back on when we're dealing with obesity. Awareness is about seeing what you're actually doing. It's learning how to see things differently and think about them differently. And awareness is first, always. You can't change what you can't see. And you can't blame yourself for things you didn't see before now either. This approach is all about taking a fresh and different look at things so that you can do the deeper work on your relationship with food. 
once you're aware of something, acknowledgement is up next. It isn't enough to see the issue. You have to acknowledge that it's there and that it's going on. Unless you fully acknowledge it, you're not going to be able to deal with it. How could you? In that way, it's very similar to awareness. If you're not willing to fully admit that something is happening, how are you going to change it, right? Basically, ever since my boys could walk, anytime I get on the phone, they suddenly need all of my attention right now. And it doesn't matter how busy they were before I picked up the phone. It doesn't matter if I made sure they had snacks in their favorite show. It doesn't matter how long it's been since they needed me last. As soon as I get on that phone, they want something. There's no getting around awareness. They're right there, tugging at my leg, calling my name. I couldn't be more aware. But until I acknowledge them, we're not going to get anywhere. They'll just keep tugging at my leg, following me around and calling my name. Acknowledgement can look different in different situations, but it's almost always about recognizing what's going on because you see things all the time and then you decide that you don't want to see them. So you push the thoughts down and push them away and then you don't have to deal with it. So awareness isn't enough. You've got to acknowledge what you're doing as in confront yourself with it. Have the conversation with yourself. I'm eating this XYZ every time I do that XYZ. What the hell am I doing? What's the deal with the sausages and my cousin's wife's visits? Why the fuck am I so stressed out about that report? And since when has rocking induced hunger? You've got to acknowledge it. Accountability is the part where you do something about what you've seen and actively admit it is going on because you're the only person who can. Technically, other people can drive the first A for you. I make clients aware of shit all the time. That's my job. Pointing things out and helping others to see them differently and think about them differently is the secret sauce in my jam. I love giving people ways to see things for themselves. But I can't really make them acknowledge what's going on, and I definitely can't force accountability. It's got to be self-driven. I can encourage it. I can set up the frameworks and hand out the strategies and mindset tools to make it happen. But the only person who can execute accountability is you. You're the one making the choices. You're the one doing the eating. Somebody else can choose what you eat for you. It's an insanely short-term solution, but it's done. Meal plans are a huge thing. They don't heal relationships with food, but they can make you lose weight. But when it comes down to what you're actually eating, there's only one person driving that bus. You're the only person who can make accountability happen. And accountability is the big strategy you come up with to lose weight. It's the micro strategies to deal with individual situations and facets of your relationship with food. It's the boundaries you set or the safety nets you put in place for yourself. Accountability is the way forward. I have to write that report every month. I know it's coming. Maybe the M&Ms need to disappear for just the days before the report is due and then I can put them back. Maybe it's time to move the rocking chair to another room or get rid of it. I know I'm going to go after the Vienna sausages every time I see that woman. So I've got a few choices here. I can stop buying the damn sausages. I can hope that becoming aware of this pattern and giving it some serious thought will be enough to stop the pattern, which happens a lot, by the way, like a lot. It's shocking how unaware and oblivious we can be when it comes to our relationship with food, when it comes to the underlying patterns, behaviors, and choices that are driving what we eat. In episode one, when I talked about how to get started for the first time, one of the first things I suggested was finding the quote-unquote easy calories to drop. And it's a great chance for you to use the 3A way. Finding your easy calories to drop means you need to identify your own low-hanging fruit, things you're using a lot of. My big one was pop and things like butter, mayo, cheese, 
All of them are very calorie dense and they're pretty easy to cut incrementally. And cutting even a small amount of them is going to make a difference. I was drinking at least four liters of pop a day. That's 1,700 calories, which is more than my daily calories for an entire day now. I had 2,700 a day to play with when I started losing weight. So cutting back on how much pop I was drinking made a huge difference. Butter and mayonnaise are 100 calories a tablespoon, and I was using a condiment like that at basically every meal, something I could spread or I could pour. If it wasn't butter or mayo, it was salad dressing or peanut butter or olive oil. Low-hanging fruit. Even if I was only eating a couple tablespoons of them at each meal, and that's unlikely because if I had a sandwich or a burger, I'd have at least a couple of them. I cooked with butter and oil all the time. But even if it was only a couple of tablespoons per meal, and I cut it by a quarter, just a quarter, that's 150 calories a day. Well, you need a 500 calorie a day deficit to lose about a pound a week. Low-hanging fruit. Just cutting my pop, and I didn't cut it completely, by the way. I just switched to diet pop, which I hate, like I really, really hate it, and I always have. But I made the switch for a couple of years, just a couple of years it took to get my weight off. And then I put some safety nets in place for myself with pop when I switched back to regular instead of diet. So just switching my pop basically put me into a deficit every day at the very beginning. The farther below 300 I got, the less of an impact it made. But 1,700 calories a day in one thing just isn't sustainable. The first step for finding the easy calories to drop is awareness. You have to figure out what you're already using a lot of. I was a big fan of triple cheese pizza. I put extra cheese on everything. I can remember the exact moment I figured out sitting in a McDonald's drive through that I could ask for extra cheese on a Big Mac. It felt life-changing, and I'm not even kidding. So when I started losing weight, the extra cheese had to go. Not the Big Mac. It definitely stayed, but no more double cheese. It's already got two on it anyway. The triple cheese pizza had to go. Double cheese is just fine. That's lots, actually. Does a sandwich really need butter and mayo and ranch dressing? Probably not. Not every time and not when I'm trying to lose a couple hundred pounds. Keep two. That's plenty. Or keep all three but cut them back by a quarter. You start by looking at the butters, the cheese, the creamers, the condiments generally, and anything you can pour or spread. Make yourself very aware of how much of those things you're using. The biggest side bonus here is that just looking, just hitting pause and going, oh yeah, how much creamer am I actually using? Just looking at it is likely going to change how much you want to use. I had no idea I was using at least a half a cup of salad dressing. None. And it was a little horrifying. I knew I was using lots. I knew I loved to clear the bowl. I just had no clue it was that much of it. There are 500 calories in half a cup of ranch. 500. That's the day's deficit right there. And I could eat more than half a cup pretty easily. So I realized I was using a lot. Once I was aware it was maybe a lot more than average, I acknowledged it by making myself a big salad, which already had bacon and cheese and croutons. And then I measured out how much dressing I wanted, like how much I usually used. I added it to the salad a tablespoon at a time instead of just blindly pouring it from the bottle. When I hit eight tablespoons before I wanted to stop, I stopped. It was too much. I really hadn't realized, I really hadn't realized just how much. And I really, really didn't realize how many calories were involved. My accountability was cutting it back just a little. I was shocked, um, but I still like salad dressing so much that I practically drank it and I wasn't giving it up. It wouldn't work. That wasn't a sustainable choice for me, but I could do it slightly. 
slowly, incrementally, just a tablespoon at a time. It was those small incremental changes that made all the difference in the world. I knew I had a long way to go. And it's not that I was patient about it, but I knew I had some time to play with. So I might as well take it just a tablespoon at a time. Unnecessary overeating and binge eating are two other issues that you can take on with a 3A way. I've had binges that lasted for days, and I know I'm not alone in that. I was aware that my binges and my overeating were an issue. I knew it. I was more aware of the binges because they were like events, and the overeating was more of an all-the-time thing, so it was easier to normalize and basically ignore. Tracking my binges, though, and making myself really aware of what I was eating was the absolute last thing, the very last thing that I wanted to do. I knew it was bad, but I didn't want to know how bad at all. I'm pretty sure that it's the last thing any of us want to do, but it's those moments when you're out of control with your eating that you need awareness the most. If your binge eating is mindless, if you're not truly aware of it, you're not going to get a handle on it. And saying you're just going to stop is really problematic. It's better to have a plan to deal with it than it is to try and quit a behavior that's been your main coping strategy for so long. It's a comfort reward and cope thing. Binge eating is an emotional response to a trigger. And whatever that trigger is, you want to deal with it so badly that you eat even though you know you're going to end up feeling worse when it's over. And then you do it again. You stop the cycle with awareness, acknowledgement, and accountability. As soon as you realize your eating is going off the rails and you feel like you're not going to be able to stop, you need to acknowledge that that's what's happening and then get accountable and start tracking what you're eating. And yeah, it is definitely the very last thing you're going to want to do. Can't change what you can't see though. And binges will get ahead of you in a hurry if you don't get awareness, acknowledgement, and accountability going almost at the same time. You need to put a number on your food bender. Ideally, you'll track as you go, but if you have to take a run at it after the fact, it's still better than nothing. Tracking it as you go might slow you down. So that's a bonus, but especially at the beginning, it's hard to do. Seeing that you've already gone over your daily calories by a thousand or more, it can stop you from going over by two or three thousand more than you've got for that day. Slowing you down is one thing, but it's important to do because things might not be as bad as you think they are. And it's important because a huge part of the cycle is the way you beat yourself up for the binging and unnecessary eating, which leads to more binges and unnecessary eating. So if you've been beating yourself up for nothing or beating yourself more than you need to, you can slow the cycle down at the very least. Feeling bad about yourself leads to more shitty food choices and more guilt and shame spirals. Tracking can surprise you sometimes, but you've got to give it a chance to find out. I deeply deeply understand not wanting to know. I used to eat meals with calorie counts that would make a lot of people want to take a knee, but it's always better to know. You've got to confront this stuff. Stop letting your own judgment of yourself get in the way and stop letting assumptions stop you from tracking. Nobody wants to take a look at this stuff. It blows to see that you've gone 500 or 1,000 plus calories off the rails. It's hard to face, and maybe you've resigned yourself to it, and it doesn't feel like a massive deal. Or maybe you're devastated as the calories keep adding up. But the only productive solution is to use the information you get from tracking to help you do better next time. And the only way you'll know if you're doing better next time will be if you track it this time, preferably as you go. Awareness is power here. You have to ask yourself what's worse. 
The feelings you have when you 3A weigh a binge or the feelings you have being stuck in an unhealthy body with an unhealthy relationship with food. If you assume how many calories you ate and just generally feel bad or guilty or shameful about it, you don't have anything to improve on next time. You don't have a baseline to build on. There's nothing to motivate you other than just a general do better. Better than what? Better than 6,400 calories or better than 11,000? You need to be able to know what better actually is. And facts are incredibly neutralizing. They're not weighted one way or the other. Mount Everest is high, chickens lay eggs, and those bagels with cream cheese were an entire day's worth of calories. They're all facts. Having a number makes it harder to fall into the heavily loaded and super negative self-talk. I don't know how bad it was, but I really screwed up. Okay, fine. But how bad? Screwed up by how much? If you went over by 5,200 calories, you've got a bar to get under for next time. You've got data you can throw at your brain while it's pushing you to keep eating. You've got some ammunition to push back with. Tracking binge eating is even more about the next binge than it is about the one you're having. Arm yourself with facts. Choose to be aware of what you're eating. Keep trying. Keep tracking. Don't be intimidated and don't give up. You totally got this. Thank you for listening to Disrupting Obesity. If you know it's time to take back control, lose the weight, and keep it off, reach out to me privately with a direct message on Instagram that says ready so you can start disrupting obesity.